Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So I'm back in the Toyota with the fuzzy dice. I know how much you guys miss the fuzzy dice. So thought I'd talk a little bit more about gold, the gold standard, cash, holding cash, and then why it is that the gold standard simply wouldn't work for us and why we wouldn't even really want it back in our in our economy here in the United States. Now, I had a few people also ask me what it is that the Treasury is intending on doing by taking out a lot of debt now only to buy it back in the future. Like, why would they do that? And that's a very like difficult thing for people to wrap their heads around. And it's, it's not something that I'm trying to predict. I'm just trying to think of the things that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury are doing and saying ahead of time and thinking of what it is that could lead up to that possible event. Now, the Treasury has stated, and I will leave a link down in the description for it, that they will they are intending on buying back their own debt, buying back bonds, right, for the first time in, I think, 20 years or something like that. They're going to be buying their own debt somewhere early in 2024. Now, I'm going to leave it basically at that. Now, a lot of people can say that's like, you know, maybe... A credible threat or just straight out lying or you know wishful thinking or something like that i'm thinking of like what it is that could be leading up to that event now when we see like the situation in which that the treasury is loading up on cash like the treasury general account is swelling right now and they're making up for you know filling their coffers or whatever excuses that they're using and something that i find interesting at the same time is this is that as they're loading up on their debt, the Federal Reserve is also signaling that they are going to be raising rates into the future, although they have stopped at this point. So they've stopped raising rates at the same time that the Treasury is loading up on cash. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so going into the future, if the Treasury is loaded up on cash and the Federal Reserve says, oops, I mean, supply chain's still broken, interest rates, you know, still need to be elevated because the prices aren't coming down, you know, all this stuff, inflation is sticky, then that gives them the room to raise the Fed funds rate again, right? So this is the Fed funds starting to go up. That's going to put pressure on the Treasury market, causing the yield on the Treasuries to rise and the prices to fall. Remember, the Fed is paused now, but here in the future, they intend on raising rates. They signal that, you know, at least two, two, two more times this quarter or this year, right? That's what they've kind of signaled. So now whether they do it or not, who knows? But that's what, that's what the, the forward guidance, the credible threats are saying. And so if the, if the Treasury is already sitting in a position, a cash position, since they have sold a lot of short-term Treasuries right now, right, for that cash... And say they do something like, you know, really drastic, like start raising taxes and cutting government, then they can get even more cash. So when the Federal Reserve says, oh, hey, we're going to have to raise rates even more to deal with the sticky inflation. Well, then the bond prices are going to fall and that puts the Treasury in a position in which that they can buy that debt back at a cheaper price. Does that kind of make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining that exactly accurate. But that's, you know, kind of what I feel would take place if that if the Treasury was to truly be buying back their own debt, how that would look. And that's what I'm assuming how that would go down. Pretty simple. right? Now, as far as the gold standard, this is another question that I was was asked. How does that work out for the common guy? Right. The average Joe. And now when we think about the gold standard in the average guy, the average person, like nowadays, does very little to safeguard their savings, if they even have a savings. Like the average Joe cannot come up with $400 in case of an emergency. So the gold standard for them would be really not beneficial as their savings right now would not be saved into the future since they don't have a savings. Right? So like when people say my purchasing power is lost into the future, well, if you don't have the purchasing power today, you're certainly not going to be able to save it for the future if you can't even earn it today. Right. So this is where, like, I think a lot of people who are like the average Joe looking at the gold standard to benefit them, you have to be able to either save or somehow acquire gold that you'll be able to use in the future. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that doesn't make any difference. Right. What what you know, that the benefit from having a gold standard. Now, the other benefit from it was that you would at least have stable prices. So we'll say that for, 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 you know, example, as far as what a, a gold standard could provide. And that is very true that it can provide, you know, very stable prices, but it comes with its own consequences. Because if you're an industrial, industrious nation, then you're going to do quite well as the products that you produce will be exported and gold will be imported. And this is the and this is the reason why this, the prices would be very stable is that it only has so much currency to work with. 
and that you can't just make up whatever amount that you want and all these other nations doing the same thing and then figuring out how much debt they're willing to take on and leveraging into the future. And that's where things get really complicated and the expansion of currency through fractional reserve banking and all this other stuff starts to take place. So when you have gold, you have a very stable currency, something that where price, prices don't move or fluctuate very much. So in that sense, it is a benefit, right? So if you can save, or if you are looking for prices to remain stable, meaning like, you know, that purchasing power is saved, then yes, gold, you know, can be a very awesome monetary, monetary metal, right? But as far as like holding onto it for the national use, it gets very difficult once your industrious nation has become a consuming nation like the United States has. Because once you start importing foreign production, you're exporting gold. And eventually that starts depriving you of manufacturing jobs and good, well-paying, high standard of living jobs and all that other stuff until eventually you find yourself in a position in which that you have the rich elite, people who have first access to the money, you know, the people who benefit from those people, like, you know, the ones who work directly for them, then you have a huge separation between the classes. And then you have all the working, uh, working people servicing, you know, the, the economy as best they can living off of the wages that they get, which wouldn't be very much. So that's my position as far as the gold standard goes. Now, as an individual living in a fiat currency system, Holding on to gold, like putting gold in your pocket, putting it in, in your hand, in your possession, I think is probably one of the safest things that you could possibly do as you are securing yourself a, a position of wealth that is outside of a third-party claim. And there is no better position that you can be in when you have banking collapse or government issues or you know social unrest or whatever it is. Having precious metals, that monetary metal, is by far the best position that you could ever possibly be in when, when, you know, the stuff hits the fan, right? So, so that's how I feel about that. Now, cash. Cash position. A lot of people get mad about the cash position. They say cash is trash, trash, you know, get rid of your trash. You don't need to be holding on to cash. But that is not what the rich elite are doing. Take a look at the link that I leave down in the description for you guys. The rich elite are getting into cash. Think about it. I'm going to say it very simply, just like this, because I've given enough arguments on my position on why it is that you need to be in holding cash. When you go into a recession, everything goes on sale. You have to have a cash position at that point. Everything goes on sale. You have to have a cash position. People will be looking to get out of their debt or to service their debt. They will sell their toys. They will sell their luxury items. They will sell everything they have in order to make that happen to keep from losing everything they got. All right. Uneducated economist, you let me know.